So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. Hey, Giga Musicians, it's Jared Judge, and this is the exciting conclusion to our interview with James Gross. This is part three. If you have not listened to parts one and two, please listen to those before you listen to this episode. In this episode, he starts out with some wise advice about being a band leader, and then I ask him the question, you lose everything, and you have to start from scratch. You've got 30 days to get Shirts and Skins' first paid gig. What do you do? And he tells you. Let's take a listen. A band leader has to do whatever it takes to make the show go. So mm-hmm. an example was, you know, one of our our fiddle players had a car breakdown last Friday. And he called me to ask me, you know, what do I do? I'm riding with so-and-so to the gig. And I say, well, if he can't get a ride and the guy that you're driving with won't go pick him up, you need to drive separate and go pick him up. <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's, you got to be willing to go over the extra mile um, to be that person that they can rely on. You know, and it's not, and it's not for everybody. You know, I have a lot of people that, that they want to be a band leader because they get, they make more money in this organization if they are a band leader. But with that, that means that you might get a call at midnight the night before of somebody not, not being able to do something. And I don't want to be bothered with that. (laughs) I've got my, you know, like this weekend I went, we did uh, almost on the border of Montana. It was a 10 and a half hour drive each way. And I had two other units going on. I'm like, whatever happens, don't bother me until Monday. You know, like I can't do anything. I'm in the car driving to Montana, you know? So yep. it's, it's having that problem solving and, and you know, that, and then also knowing, you know, you can't, you can't let the stress get to you. You know, I've had a couple band leaders where the alternator goes out on one of my rigs. Well, you can't freak out. They're looking to you. They're, they're all freaking out already. <laughs> like, yep. you know, like you need to be the guy, no matter what, if you're going to miss, you know, whatever you're going to miss, you know, like if you got a family birthday or a kid's birthday, you got to just be like, Hey, I got to deal with this. You know? <laughs> so for sure. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So this is a fun one. Um, imagine right now that you have lost everything um except for your musicality and one unit so you've got a full whatever piece band that you have but nobody knows where you are in fact let's transplant shirts and skins into another state another city you you've never been here before nobody's ever heard of you you have 30 days to get your first paid gig what do you do i would get on social media and look for open jams would probably be the first thing. And I would say, okay, you know, spe- hopefully I'm transplanted into a decent sized metropolis <laughs> so, <laughs> so that there is something going on. Um, I would, that's what I would do first would be go to open jams as a full band. And then I would, as I figured out where those were, I would start cold calling people and try to get them to come see us there. And those people would be like corporate people. Yeah, like corporate people or, you know, like just anything. You know, I would I would go around to other places that have live music and be like, hey, we're going to go play here as, as a showcase. I would basically try to create my own showcase 
built in someplace else that already has everything that I need. <laughs> yeah. So, cause I don't have any place to set it up and play. Um, you know, that would probably be the first thing that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, and, uh, it start, you know, I would hit, you know, cities, you know, cities are great resources. They all have a parks and rec director. that's always looking for something. Um, you know, and, and it's just get exposed to people as quickly as possible. You know, as many people as you can and realize that, you know, it's, it's cheap advertisement if you're not getting paid. <laughs> True. That's awesome. I, mean, I feel like you would get a gig within the first week. Probably. Like, um, <laughs> you know, gigs there, you know, and, and one of the things that, that has really changed for us in the last year was the concept of tipping. And, and for a long time, I was bashful about trying to push for tips. And, and I was down in South Padre, Texas, and there was a guy named Clay Underwood, who's a Nashville guy that, you know, is towards the back half of his career now. And he said, you know, the thing that we got to realize is we don't have a union, we don't have health care, and we don't have retirement. And those are things that, that we're never going to get in our lifetime. But these people want to help and they have money. But if you don't ask them for it, they will never give it to you because mm-hmm. they don't know that they're supposed to. Um, so we have started putting a tip jar out at everything, unless it's corporate, um, and started really pushing it. And, you know, last time we were down in Padre, we made about 1500 a week in tips. Um, two weeks ago, we played two blue collar bars that we were just like in a normal year, wouldn't have taken them. And we made almost a thousand dollars in two days in tips. It's awesome. It was like, these are bars, like, you know, and, and I think that that's something that people need to look at too. You know, like if you connect with people, they throw money at you, you know, mm-hmm. and they want to help Then, you know, especially now that we've all not been working for a year, like, don't be afraid of that. Like, don't be afraid to tell people that. And we did a huge push on merch. We, we upped our merch and basically doubled the price of our merch that we would ever normally charge and are very much at the shows. Just be like, Hey, if you can help, we have all not worked for a year. Like, and if, if you don't, be like just donating, you know, and we even have cards that have a Venmo, you know, mm-hmm. scanner on that we just hand out at shows, you know, a little piece of card, you know, card like that. And it's like, if you want to help, here it is. You know? Yeah. Um, and people don't understand. I mean, we lost a quarter million in revenue easily, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and a lot of people weren't able to get on unemployment for a long time. And, and then there, you know, a lot of people are off of it already. And, and uh, so it's not being bashful about things like that. Right. For yeah. sure. Um, you mentioned showcase. I think this is the first time you've used that word yeah. in the interview. Do you put on regular showcases for potential clients? We, so we, we got a warehouse uh, in February of 2020 and built a sound stage and 16 by 24 foot stage, um, ordered tables, ordered covers for everything, talk to caterers. We were all about doing showcases mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, so we're kind of on idle with it right now. Um, I do want to do that. Um, you know, some of our competitors do that. And I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it's like, we've kind of dabbled with, you know, well, do we do it in the summer? Well, we're finding that everybody's out of town a lot right now. Cause everybody's loving vacationing. Um, I do think we're going to start doing it about, you know, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, once a month, starting mm-hmm. this fall. Um, Cause I do think it, again, with, with the weddings, it's about connecting with people. You know, yeah. if I can get them to come to a show and stay and talk to me, I can get the wedding booked. Um, you know, if they just bop in and see three songs and leave, 
I'm not going to get it, you know? So I do think that showcases are important. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine you design them similarly to the competitor that we both know where you're talking yep. about. Um, yep. And, and, uh, but try to make it better. You know, that's the hardest thing that I've had, you know, is how do you go against, you know, I, I, I consider us a mom and pop deal. Uh, you know, I started it from the ground up and, and how do I compete with a company that can spend a hundred thousand dollars a year in advertising mm-hmm. that when I call a company like wedding wire, I find out they've got a partnership with it. Like, you know, like how can I compete with that? You know, and it's when I know my products better because I I have people that work in that organization that work for me too, um, and you know, so I think that that's a hard thing is is you got to take what your competitors do and mold it for what you do and try to make it a little bit better. For sure, yeah, that's kind of like you know, if you want to learn what the best practices for your website, go on a website of somebody who's absolutely killing it and just yeah. a few things. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, last couple of questions here. Um, so what's next for shirts and skins? Obviously we're coming out of a pandemic. I know that one of your main goals is to break that 300 gig mark. Yeah. What, what else? What, where are you going? Um, I would like to get the idea of a touring band. You know, we, we are national, so we go on the road, but not as much as I want. Um, I would really, you know, one of the things that I, that I tried to, to get, from my players is that to offer more than just a wedding company, because we do a lot of weddings, you know, it's, it could be anywhere between 30 and 50 a year or so sometimes a little more. Um, but we also do street dances and resorts and we do theme parks and, and giving that, um, my tentative plan right now in the fall is to fly to Maine and rent a car and drive down the whole coast till I get to Texas and stop in every town that has live music and stay till I meet the person in charge <laughs> <laughs> and find it. You know, the hardest thing for me is finding residencies anywhere, like where I am blown away at the lack of places that have music five days a week, mm. like to where I, I, you know, I spend hours searching the internet and, you know, I'll pick a zone like, you know, South Carolina look up all the bands I can find in that area, click on their calendars and see where they're playing and reach out and try to find it. And I'm blown away at the lack of anybody playing multiple places anywhere. You know, it seems like there's one or two places in California, a couple places in Texas, a couple places in Arizona, Vegas, but Vegas doesn't pay hardly anything. (laughs) So, um, but I think too, it's also like some of the places you only find. So that I'm hoping to get a band on the road at least a week every month is kind of one of my big goals. And we just, we just got another touring rig. So we've got three of them now. Um, and I really like giving that opportunity to people to be in a touring band because there's something that happens to a musician when they're away from distraction and they're on night five to eight of playing with a band. They just gel like the whole unit just gels. And it's any, and so many great players now never get that. Mm-hmm. playing on the weekends and it's like you know that's one thing in my 20s that i just loved was being on a band being on tour for three months and i mean none of the shows were good you know like we didn't play to great crowds but man that band was slamming by month three you know like you're playing stuff that you never knew you could do you know so uh, so trying to give that to more people um you know and then trying to just uh you know i'm really i'm really getting a kick out of 
the longevity of some of the players and how long they're staying with my organization. You know, I've got a couple of people that are, are hitting their tenure this year, which is just blows my mind. And, right. and it just blows my mind that it's been around this long, you know, and, and to where, you know, we're, we're on year 16 and, and you know, I've got a couple of people that have been here 10 years, a, a handful that have been here five. And I mean, for years it was, can I keep six people together? You know? That's incredible. You know, Congratulations. So, yeah. It's just, it's been a roller coaster for sure. For sure. So um, do you want to provide a way with people to connect with you afterwards yeah. or follow your original music? Um, you know, the original music I kind of just do for me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really, you know, people find sure. it, they can find it. Uh, as far as, you know, if anybody, um, if anybody wants some guidance, um, you know, kind of one of my, my things, I, I used to work for a record, a record label when I was younger and I love contracts. So you know, if somebody's got a contract where they're just like, Hey, this just seems wrong. Um, or this seems tricky. You know, if anybody wants to email me at, you know, at, at shirts and skins or at info at shirts and skins um, they totally can. If anybody, you know, wants to do that, if anybody's in this region and they want help making a video, we have a video suite, you know, we have a soundstage, um, you know, we can, you know, things aren't cheap to do stuff like that, but, um, you know, I, I would say for bands, you know, get a killer video find somebody in your area that, and, and realize that even if every band member had to put in 300 bucks or 500 bucks out of their money, you will get it back. It'll change the, the whole world of what you get, you know? And, and uh, yeah. And, uh, but if anybody, you know, wants, uh, wants some guidance or, or if they're in my area, you know, and they want to go out and grab lunch, you know, I'm definitely down for stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm a huge entrepreneurial spirit and, and I'm always thinking outside the box. And, and I look at my industry as I'm at a war, not with, not with other bands, but with the industry mm-hmm. you know, to where like the, the industry is, is continually collapsing on us you know? <laughs> and, and they're trying to push us out and, and we're all trying to make, we're all fighting for gigs that pay less than they did 20 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and trying to, you know, get to that point of, you know, I've told, told, uh, bands for years. I'm like, if we would all unite and just pick a price, you know, if they can't get anybody, they'll pay it. You know, yeah. I mean, a bar can afford two grand a night, you know, all they need to do is have 30 people in there drinking heavily. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, so, we should, we should start that union. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something that it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a tough market and you, know, you just got to stay optimistic and, and keep working on stuff, you know, and don't settle. Like you can always get better at your instrument. You can always find something in a song that you didn't know was there. Then, and one of the things for me that really helped a few years ago was trying to get in the mindset of the person that wrote that song. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking when they played that solo? What were they thinking when they played, when they wrote that hook, you know, and, and try to tap into that because it's all there, you know? Um, That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your insight, your advice, your stories. I really appreciate it. And I know the people that watch this interview, they're going to appreciate it a heck of a lot. So thank you. Absolutely. This has been the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you got any value out of this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're interested in trying the BookLive Pro software James mentions he uses to book his just about 300 shows a year, go to BookLivePro.com and start your free trial. We'll see you there. Thank you for
for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.